Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, Super excited to talk with our guest we have on today. First, I just want to acknowledge our sponsor. Our sponsor is Kim Class Jewelry. Kim's been making silver and gold jewelry for the past 30 years. She's right here in Wickenburg, Arizona. Uh, she's recently released a, a new piece. It's an inspirational piece that has a special meaning to barrel racers. It's a dog tag type pendant, and it's got an inscription on the back that says, Don't Look Back. And on the front of it, there is a, an arrow that makes a cross. Uh, but that cross is also forms the shape of the barrel pattern that barrel racers run when they're in the arena. So it's a super cool piece of jewelry with a, with a special meaning to to barrel racers. So uh, all you cowboys out there, you know that uh, your girls love jewelry. So check out Kim Class Jewelry. She's on Instagram and Facebook at Kim Class, and Class is spelled with a K, K L A S S. Uh, and she's also uh, has a website at www.kimclass.com. Hashtag uh, Go Fast with Class. So hey, so uh, today I've got on the podcast Cord McCoy. I happen to. To meet Cord, uh, I was in Decatur at the NRS Event Center, and the ABBI deal was going on there, and uh, ran into him and just started talking, and uh, he agreed to come on the podcast. So uh, there's, I knew I've I've followed Cord's uh, career, you know, in the PBR and in in that, but he's done a lot of other things too. Is uh, something I just uh, learned recently that I didn't know he did. So we'll let him we'll let him talk about that. But uh, hey, Cord, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, what 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 an honor! I, I uh, always uh, appreciate the invitation. When I got I got I got to get online there before uh, before my wife gets this. Uh, here's this podcast there, so we have to keep this on download just for a minute. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, so uh, we were at the. Uh, tell us a little bit about the ABBI deal that was going on there. What what exactly is that? Uh, Decatur was a bull competition, but the ABBI is the American Bucking Bull Incorporated. So uh, it, it is a Originally, it is, a, it is a registration for the bucking bulls and the, the 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 world of bucking bulls, I guess you could say, uh, because even there's registered bulls in Alaska, uh, Canada, uh, Mexico, even I think Australia. I don't know if I don't know if there's a lot of registered bulls in Brazil yet, but it, it will go there. But with this uh, American Bucking Bull Incorporated, they also have competition. So all the uh, the bull raisers like myself uh, will. Uh, invest in our breeding and then we will pay an entry fee on these bulls and compete against other uh, bull raisers and you, you know they've got to where even as as soon as uh, a bull is a year old can go and compete uh, you know we watched uh, you know we watched bulls win over a hundred thousand in competition that's uh, it's, it's got it's got good it's kind of like um it's kind of like racehorses and a lot of people just see the the top end and the 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 full um you know, bulls on TV, mm-hmm. but you know, all the years growing up, there's a lot of money to win with those bulls and compete and uh, you know, a lot of money in, in training them. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, semen and embryos traded, you know, all over the world. I mean, the, the world has got so small. I mean, you can go online and buy, uh, you know, an embryo out of a world champion you know, right there on your computer today. So it's uh, it, it, it's a pretty neat little business and it's going, it's going fast. So many people are interested in it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you know, in, investing in a uh, you know, in a baseball team. People will, will buy an interest in a 
in a yearling bull and watch them grow and win and you know sometimes uh lose and make their way up to the the top tier the, the premier of, of bull riding so it's they do they actually sell like shares of the bull kind of like stocks or yep yeah so we, we actually have uh two sales a year here at the ranch one in the spring and one in the fall and as we do those those sales we usually um we'll, we'll sell a lot of yearling bulls and that's where we've kind of put about We'll have about six months of training in them, uh, and we'll we'll sell a hundred percent of most of them, but we'll uh, we'll pick you know five or six, sometimes even as upward of, of ten bulls, and say we're going to offer half interest in these bulls, so give our customers an opportunity to invest in those bulls, but we just sell half interest in them, so we we keep our half, and we compete with those bulls the next two or three years, uh, and you know and split the earnings with those uh, with those customers. And, you know, we, it's it's pretty cool because a lot of them, you know, invested in a yearly bull and get to watch him go all the way through all the ranks, just like, you know, a, a baseball player doing, you know, little league and high school and college and make it into the pros. So they get to follow along, get to win money of those bulls. So a lot of those uh, bulls that we have, you'll see them on, on TV and it'll say, you know, uh, you know, Cord McCoy, Bruce Wold, HR, you know, what whatever that they put on those bulls. I mean, they've, some of them have been, uh, you know, partners on those bulls since they were born. So it's, it's, it's pretty neat that they get to see their animals in the, in the, in the big lots. Yeah. You know, and, and just talking about the the growth of the PBR and, and just what you're talking about now that the actual, you know, fans can even, you know, get involved in, in owning bulls and stuff. Um, you know, this podcast is, is all about, you know, the modern cowboy and, and growing the fan pace of the cowboy rodeo and Western lifestyle and mm-hmm. culture. So, you know, just give us your thoughts on, you know, what's happening today with the PBR and, and the WCRA and the, the, the money that's in the sport now. And, and just give us your, well, your thoughts. I think it's, no, I, I, I think it's huge. And I, I think we're just, we're just getting warmed up. Uh, and, and I say that, uh, just as honest as I can be to, to be, you know, and not even 18 years old yet. I mean, to be to be a a, a cowboy growing up today, right. you know, the the PBR is bought by a you know a huge um, media corporation, and I think that they they can they can share our way of life so good, and to and to and to put it out there as a major league sport, uh, which opens a lot of doors for for people like me. Say that I'm I'm raising bucking bulls now. Well, for for TV, they want those very best bulls out there, and they they will they'll, they'll pay more money and they'll promote more, and we have more fans. Now, the more seats that are in those stands, of course, the the more money that all these guys get to ride for. You get paid for for your bulls, mm-hmm. and the more more people that are interested in it. And it's you know it's 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 rocking pretty fast. Um, you know, it's neat that that uh, you know from east to west, you go. Uh, they start the year the PBR does at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Right. And to, to to think that you know they they sell that arena out three nights straight. I mean, they could probably have it seven days and sell it out every day. And you know they go to they go to L.A. Um, you know big event there. And you know, and I've I've rode in I've rode in Brazil and Canada, Mexico. I mean, there's the, the fans around the world for the sport of bull riding uh, and 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 rodeo is is amazing. And I I like to think that you know not me but my kids will be able to uh, you know that they'll be able to ride for money like other major league sports in right. my opinion. Yeah. Well, I, I think what you said too, you know, the PBR is owned by the same company that owns the UFC, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and just the marketing and the way that the way that it's been marketed, they miss have, have made it so relevant and, you know, are making it mainstream, which I think is, mm-hmm. is crit- critical for, 
just for, you know, the future of the sport and the future of Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the the more people that sit in those stands, the more uh, sponsors want to be involved in it, and it just it's 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 a, it's a domino effect, and it's uh, it's it's neat to sit back and to watch, uh, you know, that that started in you know in our backyard, uh, you know, you know, riding riding calves to hop around there, that that they, they could uh, have so many so many followers and fans of of the sport. Yeah. Now, now, when when did you start riding the PBR? I mean, uh, and you could tell us, you know, when you started as as a kid too, if you want. But just you know, give us well, a brief, brief background. So I'm I'm the fifth of five kids, and uh, you know, rodeo was kind of our way of life. You know, when I was born, um, my dad he rode bulls and bareback horses. So uh, you know, of course, all I ever wanted to be was a was a, was a cowboy. I rode my first calf in a rodeo when I was five. And you know, went all the way through junior rodeo, and when I was in high school, I was I was making more money riding bulls than than my teachers were uh, at, at school. And after high school, I uh, I went to Southwestern Oklahoma State University on a, a rodeo scholarship, got a full ride to go out there. And after college, I never did even fill out a resume. I just went straight into to you know professional rodeo. Mm-hmm. I did rodeo for uh, for a couple of years. Ended up qualifying for the national finals rodeo, and and after that, in uh, 2006, um, I just thought, well, if I'm just going to ride bulls, I want to move over to the PBR. So I finished out my, my career just in the PBR. But but growing up, I mean, I did every event, uh, every event in rodeo, you know, through yeah. junior rodeos. I did all the boys events in, in high school and college uh, because in, in college rodeo, it was, a, it was a six-man team. So they could only put six guys on the roster. But if you could do bareback horses, saddle broncs, bulls, and even rope or uh, do the timed events, uh, you know, you were more valuable to the to the team. So I would, I'd enter every event they had, even college rodeos. Yeah, and 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 then you do you, you still rope today? Oh, I, I rope, but I'm my, my roping's uh, more of a hobby. I can't put food on the table very good. <laughs> my roping, I just I just I'd love to rope. There's, there's a bunch of people out in uh, in your area that uh, sure like to rope too. Even like me, that more more of a hobby. But you know, there's a lot of money in that. You you take the World Series roping now. It's the the numbered roping uh, guy wins in the right spot. You know, can win hundred fifty two hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know, in in the in the numbered ropings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm I'm right here in Wickenburg, Arizona. And when you drive mm-hmm. into the town, it says the team roping capital of the world. And and uh, yeah, about October, it it really gets rolling around here. And I mean, they're roping eight days a week. So oh yeah, yeah. They, I, I, I know the Custer brothers. I've been out there Wickenburg a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so so anyway, so when did when did you retire from from bull riding out of the PBR? Uh, you know, I think it was, uh, 2013. I was already, uh, hauling bulls and competing with bulls at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was Decatur, Texas. I got bucked off pretty hard. And I was, I was dragging my bag back to the truck and guy chased me down and said, Hey, you want this check? And I said, what are you, what are you talking about? He said, your bull won $4,500. They handed me a check for 4,500. It, it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I was kind of like, what in the world am I doing, uh, riding these things now? <laughs> I, 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 I was so blessed at that particular time. I had a couple of really good four-year-old bulls and a, and a couple of really good two-year-old bulls. So that's kind of the, the, the bigger age groups of competition for bulls. And, um, you know, I just kind of decided that day to, to go, to go full time with the, the bucking bull business. Now, now explain to us how, how that, how that works. Do the, uh, is there a certain number of bulls that get, uh, you know, paid out like first, second and third place? Uh, just give us an idea how that works. Right. I mean, just like, uh, you know, just like a, I would, I would say a, a, a baseball team, you know, I think you, you kind of got to make the, make the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch a, when you watch an event on, on TV, 
Uh, if you look at it the other way, if there's only 35 bull riders, they can only take 35 bulls. So those bulls have to earn their way into that uh, to that spot or to, to get on that roster. Now, a lot of the open events that we compete at, uh, especially the, the Decatur event, I think you know their, their two-year-old event might have had a, over 100 entries. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them will pay, you know, one for every five entries or one for every four. Uh, you know, different events have different uh, ground rules on how they're doing it. But, you know, and the, the younger bulls, you're really just, uh, you know, competing against the, the other two-year-old bull or other three-year-old, whatever your age group is in. But the, the events that you see on TV, uh, you know, those bulls have to work their way up. They have to qualify, uh, say, the, say, for the world finals or for the televised events. So they might, it might have started with, you know, 300 bulls entering different events, but it's narrowed down to those to those 35. It's just like, you know, the, the Kentucky Derby. I don't know. They, they raced 10 or 12 horses, but those yeah. horses have earned their way to the Kentucky Derby to, to compete for that big money. Gotcha. So we, we might we might start with, uh, you know, a whole herd of bulls, uh, you know, and try to narrow it down to the best ones that we're going to enter. And then, again, there's another cut that uh, gets us qualified, you know, for those finals. Yeah. Did, did did you ever think back, uh, you know, when you first started riding bulls that you'd end up with the kind of business that you have now? In mm, I think I did. I didn't know it was going to be so good. Right. Uh, you know, and I feel like I sit here and I, I, I watch it grow. Uh, you know, we, we raised the bulls and to, and to watch a couple of bulls uh, be traded this year already for a quarter million dollars a piece, uh, you know, is, is, is huge. And then, you know, we had last year's two-year-old world champion and he think he won uh, he won about $170,000 and there's a, you know, brand new trailer out there that my wife won with him. Uh, and the, 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 the semen sales and the, the, I mean, the things that kind of, uh, you know, the, the perks with having the champion, uh, is a lot. Um, I think over the last two years in the bull competition, I've won more, uh, than I've won my whole career in Vegas as a bull rider. That's, uh, you know, the, the, the one bull won 80,000 and, in Vegas last year. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good little gig if you get the right bull. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, Hey, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, um, the amazing race. Um, mm. I, I, I remember, you know, when, when I first saw you guys on that, it was you and your brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Brother yep. Jet. Yep. And, uh, tell us, tell us how that, how that came about and how you guys ended up getting on that. Well, I was actually, uh, I was leaving Cheyenne Frontier Days, um, and my brother Jack called me up and said, hey, I got a, I got a great idea. Two-man team, race around the world, pay some, you know, pay a million dollars, and uh, shoot, I think after about 30-minute phone call, Jed had me ready to, you know, <laughs> jump off a cliff or eat whatever I need to do to win the million bucks. So, of course, we was, we was, we was pumped. We thought, oh, that's a great idea. You know, whoever thought about you know, racing, but, you know, I guess we, we've made a living competition our whole lives. Right. So we went home and, um, you know, filled out the little bio and did a little 20 second, uh, you know, video to send to them like we're supposed to. And, you know, you, you really don't realize how much of a redneck you are until you, you do a home video and send it to somebody in LA. And, <laughs> you know, sure enough, they, they, they seen the video, called us up, said, uh, man, we, we, we seen that video. Will you guys be interested in coming to LA and interviewing for it? And, uh, so we, we jumped on a plane and went out there and interviewed for it. You know, looking back now, I, I we, we didn't know it was, I guess that popular maybe, Right. but they had about 20,000 applications go across there. So just to get picked as one of the 11 teams was, was, uh, 
you know, quite a quite an honor, much less to go back a couple more times. So uh, we we were it's pretty pretty neat just to be picked and uh, you know get to go all the way around the world. Something you know when you when you graduate from Tupelo High School with 13 kids, to think that someday I'm going to make a trip all the way around the world just uh, kind of kind of floored me, and uh, you know kind of kind of makes it makes life feel a little small over here too. Well, yeah, and especially on a, a major show like that where, you know, the, you know, basically the whole world has access to seeing you. And that one, now, that one, what year was that when that came out? Uh, so I think we did the Amazing Race 16 was the, the, the first one. So that had been, um, what, oh, oh, 09, something like that. I think it might have aired. Right. Uh, you know, that, that was the funny thing. Like we, we, me and my wife, we still don't have TV here. And we, we'd go to town and you go to the, go to the, the country store there in town and people they, they tell me how big that show was they said man i got i got friends plumb up in kansas watching this show you know so <laughs> thought i was thought i was counting and then i guess when um you know the amazing race won a uh won an award the other day you know they, they talked about they had over 30 million views you know a week on the on the on the on the shows that we were on so it just that's a huge huge following yeah it's crazy and that was uh back just on the at the beginning of really reality shows Mm -hmm. then you know and uh yeah we didn't know much much about it uh you know when we we signed up for it we 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 bought a bunch of the old films to try to figure out what in the world these people were doing and you know how to how to win the million dollars you know just like you'd you'd study you know uh, bull riding or baseball whatever we try to get them videos to figure (laughs) out uh the the advantages of the 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 tricks you know to to go win the million dollars now, how, how how long did you guys, uh, how long did it take, you know, actual filming and doing the show? Yeah, the the whole race took about 35 days to go all the way around the world, um, give, give, give or take a couple days. Um, you know, the first time we went, I had just finished the, the PBR World Finals the week before, and uh-huh. I just got on seven of the rankest bulls in the world, <laughs> and I'm telling you. You, you see what they see why they call us bow-legged cowboy. I mean, I was I was still sore about that until I was about three countries in, uh, you know, getting over the, the soreness of that. Right. Uh, the second time we raced, they called and asked if we'd be interested. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll go again. No, no big deal. And they said, we're leaving first in November. And I said, well, I can't do that. You know, I, my, my, my fiance at the time had been uh, scheduling this wedding, you know, for 18 months, whatever. I said, I, I just I can't do it. But I do appreciate the invite. So I'd rock along there about 10 days and they called me back and said, uh, if, if we left November 14th, would you go? I was getting married on the 13th. <laughs> and I said, let me, let me make one quick phone call. So I called Sarah and asked her if it'd be okay. And she said, go ahead. So, uh, I, so we got married on 13th. And I pretty much honeymooned with my brother around the world. So, <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Now you guys did it three times, huh? Mm-hmm. Three times. We did 16, 18. And then, uh, Rock along there. They did a uh, an all star race, mm-hmm. and we got we got invited back to go do the the all star race. And, and, and what what places did you guys come in in the, in the first couple of them? The, the best the best uh, finish we did was the first time we raced. We we won second by about eight minutes uh, after right. going all the way around the world. Now the, the second time we raced, uh, they had what they call this uh, a U turn, where the other teams could could stamp a U-turn on you where you had to go back and do another, um, you know, another one of the roadblocks. Right. And they, they got us the second time they sent us back. I think we were in Switzerland and that's, we got eliminated there. 
Mm-hmm. And then the third time we raced, they, they did the U-turn on us again. Uh, they they kind of had it out for me and Jet. And then, uh, <laughs> so in Spain, the second time they, or the, I guess the third time we raced, they U-turned us over there and eliminated us as well. And this is something that they could do just to, to gain an advantage in the, in the right. I mean, if, if you're, if you're racing, uh, right. you know, of course they want to U-turn the strongest team, right. uh, you know, to, to take them out. So it, it wasn't, it was no, no, no hard feelings. You know, of course right. you, you wish you wouldn't have got U-turned, but, um, we, we like to think that, you know, we were, we were a strong team. Right. So, uh, it wasn't a surprise to get uh U-turn and a lot of the other teams, you know, they, they kind of, uh, butted up and grouped up and, you know, ran together and me and Jet, we kind of, we kind of ran our own race. So you kind of did it the cowboy way, huh? No, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't ask for help. We didn't give out much either. So <laughs> now did he pay you guys to do that or no, no, they pat us on the back. Said, good job, cowboy. Good job. I, I tell you what, the funny thing about it is I think I still get, uh, I still get my, my million bucks though. It sometimes about a, about a free cup of coffee a time. Every time I run into somebody, they'll, you know, they'll, <laughs> buy you a free cup of coffee for, uh, you know, just, just, just doing the right thing on the race. So it kind of, it's kind of, kind of cool, you know, you get recognized from it a lot and you know, yeah. you'd be amazed. So around here, you, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows you already. It's not right. a big deal, but you go, um, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, you kind of blend in with a cowboy hat, but right. you walk, uh, you ro- you walk across Madison Square Garden with a cowboy hat. They know exactly who you are. You know, yeah. <laughs> first you don't blend in and you must be the cowboy from the amazing race. That's <laughs> uh, very and cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition. Their brand of clinically researched products help support overall health. Do you want to burn fat, build lean muscle, improve strength, Increase energy and vitality. Help with pain relief. Go to www.thecowboyway.com. Register to get your personal discount code. Take the bull by the horns and use the brand that cowboys love. So now, have, have you? You said you have you lived in Texas all your life, or did you live in Oklahoma also? No, I live in Oklahoma. I was born in Durant. Uh, grew up there in Tupelo, and I live in Lane, Oklahoma, right now. Uh, Lane, Oklahoma's uh known from a very very famous bull rider you might you might know who he is the guy uh yeah guy by the name lane frost yeah so i, I live just a couple miles from his uh his parents over in lane oklahoma man yeah so when when i met you in decatur for some reason i thought is is how far is it from decatur i'm, I'm gonna oh i'm probably two and a half hours from decatur okay but, but you, you don't have a Maybe ranch three. in decatur do you Nope, nope. No. Okay. Nope. Gotcha. So now, um, that'd be cool if it did though. That's nice, nice realty over. Yeah. So, um, now do you have kids now or? I do. I have one. I have a little, little, uh, little cowgirl named Tulsa. Met my wife in Tulsa and we decided to name our daughter Tulsa. Uh, she's about 11 months old right now. Oh my gosh. She just got a little mm-hmm. teeny one. Oh my. She, so she's precious. We yeah. we actually were were posting so many pictures ever we thought my goodness we can't do this so <laughs> we just started our own Instagram so would you know that people just don't get tired of Tulsa they don't have to follow her but uh, <laughs> so we did a, a living on Tulsa time on Instagram and just post the pictures there so our, all our grandparents and friends and cousins everybody can can follow and just follow along with her uh, her growing up that's so great so hey so I just I just found something else out about you that that you've done this year. Um, 
it's a TED talk. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and you know, and I've I've listened to TED talks for a long time, and and uh, anyway, I just was so surprised, but it was so awesome to see. How did that end up coming about? Well, you know, the the weird thing about it is, several years ago, they started having a bull riding in, in Big Sky, Montana, mm-hmm. and it ended up just being a hit. Well, I, originally, I was just out there riding, and um, the, you know, the, the 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 PBR there kind of just kept growing and growing. Um, and then we did the amazing race. So I'd kind of go out there and do a little bit of PR for them and stuff. Well, the same company that was producing the PBR, uh, produced one of those Ted talks. And he's like, you know, you, 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 you got the story. You, you got to do it. And I said, well, you know, I'm not, you know, professional speaker by any means. And he's like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get you a, a speaker's coach. We're going to, you know, fix you up and, you know, you can, you can tell your story. So that's kind of how it all, uh, how it all started, you know, the outlaw partners were uh, producing the, the Ted talk or, you know, inviting the people mm-hmm. and, uh, man, I, I, I got invited and I was, I was pretty nervous, uh, for one for the speech, but for two, um, you know, you have to qualify to make an official Ted talk, you know, to go on the internet, you know, and that was kind of my goal that, man, I hope that this, this speech is good enough that it makes, you know, one of the Ted talks that, that you and I both watch on, uh, watch on the internet. Right. So, uh, you know, got out there and just kind of, kind of told my story about, you know, growing up and how I got on the race and, and, and the, the injuries, and the, the, you know, the, the tough things in life you went through in, in rodeo and how that related to, you know, running the race. And, you know, the, I guess the title was how to win the amazing race in life, yes. cowboy style. Yeah. And that was the, you know, that was kind of, kind of part of it. So it was, it was neat just to, just to get the opportunity to, to, to get up and, and to, I guess be coached and tell your story uh, was, was such an honor because I'm like you, I've watched a bunch of those uh, Ted talks and, you know, some pretty inspirational stuff and some, some new ideas and on, on life and what to do. So uh, to be one of those, um, you know, was, was an honor. Yeah. And and you did a great job. It was, it was really good. Oh, and and uh, thank you. I, yeah. I just thought that was super cool. So now, um, you, you've, uh, when I, when I think of you, I don't know why I just always think of, it seems like you've been with Ariat forever. Always got, mm-hmm. it, you know, nice white Ariat shirt on, uh, you know, with, uh, with their, uh, you know, logo and stuff on. How, how'd you, how'd you get started with Ariat and are they your main sponsor or? Yeah, they've been, uh, they've been a title sponsor for about a decade, really. You know, mm-hmm. they were starting in, um, you know, starting the PBR and in the kind of the Western way of life and, uh, you know, they, they sponsored me before I even, you know, raced around the world the first time. Uh, so, you know, they, they've, they've kind of been riding along for a while. And I, it, it, at one time, you know, when I quit riding bulls, I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to be on TV every week and I'm not going to be there. And, and, uh, man, they, they kind of, they stuck with me and it was, it's, it's, it's been neat, uh, you know, to watch their, you know, their company grow as well. They've put so much technology in the, in the, in the boots and the Western way of life too. It's, it's uh you know it's pretty neat what those guys have uh have have done with the you know the western way of life and the i guess the 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 equipment and the boots and even shirts and jeans and you know they they let me you know go take these jeans and go try them out and say what you think about them and these shirts and you know and kind of take our opinions on uh you know of what we think when you know we just we wear them to work in every day on the ranch so it's it's, it's neat that the you know, they'd include me in their company yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a company too. That's just done uh, an incredible job with, with the marketing and, and just being relevant. And, uh, you know, I know that company started, I believe in 93 or 96, I don't remember in, in the, in the Bay area. And I, 
I believe the founder's name is Beth, but it's just, it's just pretty amazing. It just, I, I, whenever I, you know, think of you and would saw you, you know, would watching you during your career or seeing you now, you know, I just always see that area and it's just, uh, uh, you just seem like, you know, the area, the, the area man. So it's very cool. Mm. Very it's cool. not, it's not to stick with me. Yeah. So, um, no more bull riding for you now though, right? No, no more bull riding. Shoot, uh, I, I always joke with people. I, I quit riding bulls about 2012, and I quit getting on them about 2013. So I, <laughs> I, I just joke that. But no, I I I love bull riding. I mean, it, right. it was like it was my life, and it, it was it was hard to quit because you know every day you would get up for you know for 25 years or however long I rode, and that that was your goal and that was your job and what you did. So it was a it was it was there was a tough there was a tough time there. But one thing that I had watched a lot of other riders do was, you know, spend their whole life, work their way up to the very top level of bull riding. And then you watch them get older and then you watch them work their way back down. And I, I really just want to to quit or to retire, you know, at the at the top level of bull riding. You know, right. I just I didn't want to wither away at the, you know, the, the little open rodeo uh, like I'd seen. So uh, it, it, it was it was such a, an honor just to be able to walk away from the sport uh, and I've watched others you know, not have the ability to walk away from the sport or just, you're just couldn't give up. So I, 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 I thought the time was right. And, uh, I just, uh, just kind of let it go. Yeah. Now, speaking of injuries, what is the worst injury you've had? Mm, it would actually have been from a horse. So in 2004, oh. I had a horse, I was at uh, the PRCA rodeo in Oklahoma city. I'd made the short round in the saddle ball crowd and, and this horse kind of bucks across the arena and he, he kind of reared up right in the middle of the arena. And I lost the, the hold of my swells at the front of the saddle mm-hmm. and rolled out the back. When I was behind that horse, he kicked out and the end of his hoof caught me right on the left side of the head and just, mm. just crushed my skull like a, like crushing a Coke can. Mm. So, um, you know, induced coma for about 10 days. Um, had to learn to walk and talk again. No kidding. And just do do rehab for about six months. So it's uh, that it was by far the worst, by far the worst injury. I mean, I I broke my femur when I was in high school, and that was that was most painful. Uh, my goodness, that hurt. Yeah. But uh, you know, the worst injuries, head injury for sure. And that, and that was in two thousand four. You say? Hmm. Yep. Man, and uh. Getting back on was was uh, no question in your mind when you when you went back to riding because obviously obviously you did for quite oh, a while. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was it it was tough. It yeah. was it was real tough. I mean, because you know what you thought was easy at one time uh, became hard. You know, you you rode your whole life, and then you know just uh, just to go outside on the ranch, you know, to put a put a little bicycle helmet on because my my skull was was soft like a baby. Right, and um, you know, almost had to kind of train myself again uh, and, and that's like the doctor said it just bruised my brain so bad like the, the same information is in there it's just right. a little harder to find right um and you know and I, I i jumped on a horse bareback and or, or got on a horse bareback and just went to ride across the pasture and couldn't hardly even stay on so a lot of those uh you know basic balance things that you had learned your whole life you mm-hmm. kind of had to uh, re retrain and you know, when I, when I got on a horse, I got on, you know, the kid horse. And then when I finally uh, got to a level to get on practice bulls, you know, I had to get on junior bulls and then, you know, and, and almost train myself all the way up, which I, I mean, I, I knew I could do it. I knew it was in there, but right. you had to kind of 
uh, break through all the all the same things over again, and uh, just you know, and, and crawl before you walk kind of deal. Yeah, man. And how long did it take before you before you got back in the arena after that injury? Mm. Well, it was probably uh, you know, sure six eight months before I even started trying. Uh, you know, that that I kind of made that commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't take that long to get back in the arena but you know it was sure you know year and a half before i felt like i'm i'm getting uh you know close to being able to go kind of really compete um you know then i think i'm just i'm just hard-headed i don't don't know that i ever (laughs) rode as good after as i did before the head injury right uh it definitely gave me a whole new appreciation for the sport and the 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 love for it you know yeah because you know all the time growing up you know i'm just i'm just out to try to be a you know, the next world champion or, or timer or whatever. Uh, you know, the, the next time that I started back, uh, it, it was, it was a new, it was a new thankfulness just to be able to do the sport. Right. You know, and, and still people, they like, Oh, I've seen you get bucked off, get up smiling. I'm like, well, if you knew the whole story, <laughs> you'd, you'd kind of understand, you know, that, that I get, I, I get to ride in the PBR and I qualified for the world finals and I get to compete against these, you know, the best 35 bull riders in the world every uh-huh. week. Like, and I guess I, I never really forgot the, the true, um, you know, down in the dirt, uh, someone holding your hand to walk you across the hall kind of, kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. Crazy. What's, what's your favorite, uh, uh, arena or event, you know, rodeo or, you know, bull riding event. Uh, what was your favorite one in, during your career, I, I got I got to say I got to say Thomas and Mac, and and the reason I say that is, um, you know, always dreaming, uh, growing up, you know, even for the the PBR mm-hmm. uh, to ride at the national finals rodeo, and you know, win, lose, or draw to, you know, to to I guess to ride in that grand entry at the national finals rodeo to come, um, you know, running across the arena, you know, forming the the the, the grand entry and you know, tipping your hat for the state of Oklahoma kind of deal. Um, and then when I, when I moved over to the PBR, the, the PBR was still, um, you know, well, they did half of it at the MGM grand and then, and then they did half of it at the Thomas and Mac. So I, I guess there's pretty, pretty, pretty cool, uh, to be able to ride at the Thomas and Mac and to, you know, to make a, make a dream come true to get introduced there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we know, uh, obviously, you know, your favorite, uh, boots are probably ariat right oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah and then uh what about hats you got a favorite hat brand that you you, like you know or? i've been wearing the american hat since they uh well since i can remember you know i went down to that best hat store there in fort worth sure and uh you know got a hold of one um you know and i, I just i like the feel of it and uh i think they i think they make a i think they make a great hat um I don't know. I, I kind of stumbled on one of their, one of their straws at, uh, I, I went to do some PR at the international finals youth rodeo and they had a booth there and I, I, yeah, so I'm addicted to their straws too. You know, <laughs> right. I think they, they make good felts and straws. So, uh, but that, that best hat store down there in Fort Worth is, uh, you know, pure, pure hat shop is a pretty good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, Raul down there. I actually had Raul on the, on the podcast. He's one of the hat shapers and I know oh, Dan, cool. Danny down there as well. Yeah. So yep. it's a very, yep. very yeah, cool yeah, place. Danny, 
yeah, uh, Danny, he, he shapes my hats up. But I, well, I'm I'm terrible at crowns. So even if I do uh, order one, I was like, hey, you you don't mind shaping that crown for me? I can I can do the brim on right. all of them pretty good. But I'm not I'm not a crown shaper very good. <laughs> very cool. Hey, what about uh, your favorite cowboy movie? Oh, you know, I guess uh, would it would 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 Tombstone be okay? I, you know, I have I have uh, bull partners in Tombstone. Yeah. Oh, who, who, so, uh, yeah, Tombstone's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Great movie. Absolutely. So, uh, next time you're on Instagram, I, I posted a video of a bull called, uh, his, his number is 822 called Good Dog. Uh huh. And he's a, he's a yearling bull. And I think, I think he is, he is a little stud. But, um, my, my bull partners, Rock Hill Buck and Bulls, they're out of Tombstone. But he's a, he's an awesome, awesome little bull. You have to, you have to watch for him. So I'm on Instagram right now. Is it on, on your yeah. feed? On your feed? Yeah. So uh, go to McCoy Ranch. Okay, McCoy. Ranch. Uh, right. We post a lot of McCoy Ranch stuff. Okay, McCoy Ranch. Got it. I wasn't even following you on that one. I'm mean, now though. No oh, man, we got to fix that. Yeah, I just did. Okay, so when yeah. when did you post it? So I think there's uh, there's a picture of me and Sarah in Tulsa, and then yeah. there's a uh, a picture of a video of a white bull, and then the next one over. So be the Oh yeah! Oh man, he came Three out. Three posts. Did, he came out and did a flip, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah. That's oh him. my god! But he's gosh. Uh, <laughs> the, my partners are from uh, Tombstone. Where they're okay. from? Okay. Okay. Very cool. It's funny. I I, I had uh, <clears throat> Buster Frierson on um, in the last episode, and his favorite movie was Tombstone as well. So he goes, oh, he, and he, he said, he goes, yeah, he goes. You probably thought I was going to say Lonesome Dove. He goes, and I love Lonesome Dove, but uh, Tombstone is definitely a definitely a favorite a lot oh of people. yeah that's, that's, that's a good i was kidding i was thinking uh those two are like cowboys or something like you know the john wayne uh way or something like that but yeah oh. those 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 three yeah I, I could i could i could rotate them i could rotate them anytime yeah yeah absolutely very cool head yeah, and the other thing too is in here in wickenburg i i didn't really know this until just recently but the val kilmer actually grew up here in wickenburg he's from here so I did not know that. Yep, yep. Old, old Doc Holliday himself, old Doc. Yeah, I like I like the Saint. That's good. It's a good movie there. Yeah, I yeah. Was, he was in a lot of good movies. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, Cord, man, I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and enjoyed talking with you and hearing your story and rock uh, on. Yeah. Hey, so we uh our our next sale is uh, November twenty third, and we do uh I mean well the, the ranch is open for anybody to come in. We'll we use the buck bulls and kind of uh, do a viewing. You know that that Friday, the twenty second. Okay. But if you if you or nobody can make it, it's uh, cci.live. dot live. It's um it's a live auction feed, so you can you can watch the sale from right there at the comfort of your own cell phone or computer, whatever you want to do. But we'd we'd love people to come out to the ranch and and, and check it out if you're interested in the bulls. Very cool. So cc what was it again? cc cci.live. cci dot where it's uh. It, yeah, so that 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 website is just a uh, an, an online uh, sales commission. So that okay. they'll just they'll post the videos as we're as we're going and and kind of show the bulls. You can hear the auctioneer and you can you know hit a button and bid, kind of do all the deal there. So now is that uh, is, in doing that are people buying percentages of the bull or are they bidding on the whole bull or how's so, that work? In 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 that sale, there'll probably be uh, between sixty and seventy lots. Uh, which be bulls, cows, heifers, um, embryos, several different things. Okay. But they'll, most of them will be a hundred percent 
but the ones that you and I are talking about is the, the half interest. And it'll, and it'll say it on there and they'll announce that this is a half interest bullet. You're just getting half interest and the bullet stays here at McCoy Ranch. Gotcha. And, you know, we do all the, the, the training, care, hauling, uh, managing of the bull. Right. But uh, they're, they're just buying a half interest in, you know, half what they win and half what they produce, you know, over the next uh, several years. Very cool. I, I, I didn't really realize that was exactly how it worked. I mean, I knew that, that people invested in them and stuff, but, uh, mm -hmm. uh I think that, uh, uh, people are going to find that very interesting. It's very, very cool. So what's, what's, uh, if someone buys a good bull, what, what, what can the return be like on it? Well, I just, mean, just ballpark, just like, uh, anything well, else. Riding solo, riding solo was our winningest bull last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, like I said, he won 170,000. So, um, you know, but I, I think, I think, uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, it, it, it just depends. Some of them have a good year, their two year old year and then fall off. And some of them, you know, don't really hit, you know, hit stride until they're four year olds. Uh, it, it's, it's not crazy for, for, you know, lifetime earnings to be, you know, 50 to 70,000 on a, on a good bull. And then and that's what we do. We, we only sell half interest in bulls that we think will go on and compete and win. Right. Uh, so, and, and, but we actually, we've sold a hundred percent of several bulls that have turned around and kicked our butts later, uh, you know, with, with other people. Right. So, um, you know, one of the big competition the other day in Duncan, we had a sale in April and we sold a hundred percent of two bulls, uh, or two of those bulls and they showed back up and both of them were, were top 20 at, at Duncan, you know, and we're competing against them. Yeah. The calf that, uh, I think he won third, you know, he won like, Eight thousand that that day, uh, and it was bought by KBRC Bucking Bulls. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, well, I think KBRC and Joe and Nina Webb, you know, partnered on the bull and bought the bull. So, you know, we 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 don't really even want to sell them if they're not good. Um, but you know, the ones that we sell half interest in, we think, you know, over the next three years will will be um, you know good investment to stay in on. Right. Very cool. And then people can follow you too on. Uh on Instagram at McCoy ranch. Yeah. Well, McCoy ranch is something, uh, Sarah post, I post, we kind of, um, you know, both, both post stuff on there. Okay. And I stay on there a lot. And I, the reason I tell you that is because uh, I think McCoy ranch has more followers than I do myself. I'll, I'll look on here. Uh, you know, I think it's a, yeah, you got, you got a fun little, fun little spot there. Yeah. You got yeah, there's a uh, over 40,000 followers on just on McCoy ranch. Right. So, Okay. And, but people can also follow you at uh, Cord McCoy as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. You follow all of them. Yeah. So now, social media kind of makes the, uh, the world small anymore. I mean, they absolutely. People even ask for your phone number. I'm like, well, you just, just send me a message anywhere. Right? There's, there's 12 <laughs> different places. Exactly. And then you also have a, a website as well. CordMcCoy.com. I do, but I don't really keep up with it. So, yeah. uh, maybe just the, the Instagram, I would say, uh, go to first, even when we're posting pictures and videos, Instagram probably gets them first. And then, yeah. uh, we have McCoy ranch, Facebook and Accord McCoy, Facebook and Accord McCoy, Twitter. But, uh, that Instagram seems to be our, uh, go to for me and Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, very cool. Uh, I really appreciate you, you coming on and, uh, and like I said, uh, talking with us and uh look forward to to checking that out on that cci.live that that sounds like a super cool Heck yeah would we'll come to come to the ranch in lane oklahoma that'd yeah. be better yeah well I, i'm definitely going to do that one day i'm going to take you up on that absolutely all righty man well hey well thanks again and uh we'll be in touch rock on have a great day
Hey, and I'd like to thank our sponsor again, uh, Kim Class. That's class spelled K-L-A-S-S, Kim Class Jewelry. She's on Instagram and Facebook at Kim Class, as well as www.kimclass.com. Hashtag go fast with class. Check it out. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them 
down at the open pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend down at the open pen Down at the open